that's true whether you believe it or not. And, uh, and sometimes we, we miss out on some good things because we're just uh, focused wrong. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time to get in there. Not because of him, but because of us. What do I mean? It means we're going a hundred different directions. And we need to zoom in. You know? Pinch and zoom. You know? Focus. And see only him. And sometimes you need to run your mouth. In a good way. Until your mind stops to listen. Until your mind says, Oh, I guess we're going to be doing this for a while. Yeah. Amen. Sometimes when I pray or I worship, I, do, I don't stop for a long period of time until my mind catches up to my mouth. And I just know I can keep my mouth going. Mind, he wants to go. And so I keep going, keep talking, keep speaking, keep praising, keep worshiping until my mind says, oh, yes, that's good. Uh -uh. And then good, I tell you, it's a good place to be. And he's worthy of our praise. He is. On your worst day, he's worthy of your praise. Your, your bad day didn't come from him anyway. <laughs> so on your worst day, whatever that might be, he's worthy of all praise. So give it to him. Give it to him. No matter what. No matter what's going on. Good, bad, ugly. Give him praise because he's good. Situation may not be whatever, but he's still good. He's still worthy. And he wants to do good things in our lives. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Say, so what are you doing? I'm worshiping him. When you talk about it, you know, sometimes we think worship's only when you're singing a song. Or worship's only when you're, you know, doing worship things. But just talking about him and talking to him, and that gives him glory. You know, sometimes you can be talking to a friend and talking about him. You know what you're doing? You might be doing other things too, encouraging, whatever, but uh, you're worshiping God. Hmm? Just like we do with each other. I mean, if I start talking about someone, about something good that they did to someone else, what am I doing? I'm, we might call it praise, but I'm praising them. I'm lifting them up, even though I'm not even talking directly to them, talking about them, yeah. And, uh, and so we can worship the Lord in quite a few ways. Yeah, some of it's with song. Some of it's with hands lifted high and our voices loud. Praise God. But it's all good and it's all, uh, it's all uh, necessary. Necessary. How many understand we didn't get saved uh, just to go to heaven? I know that was kind of a motivator. Me too. <laughs> That's kind of the kicker right there. But I tell you, the Lord wanted more than that because in the beginning when he created mankind, uh, it, it wasn't, you know, to save him from something. No, it was for the relationship. And uh, the scripture said in Revelation, for, thy, for his pleasure he has created us. Or according to his will. In other words, why, see, why did God make people? He wanted to. He likes them. <laughs> wanted us liked us, wanted to be in a relationship, wanted to have family, wanted to make us at a high enough level where we could relate to him personally. Not like the way I would relate to a, a spider or something. Or 
you know, or something that couldn't communicate. I don't know why it's a spider, because I just step on them. Uh, but, you know, but you know, he didn't create us as, as, as something so beneath him that we couldn't have a relationship. No, he created us, uh, the psalmist said it this way, uh, a little lower than God. We were created just a little bit lower than God. And, and so not way lower, just a little bit. Amen. See, the more you talk about him, the more light there is. All right, I'll make that up. That's, but it's true in the spiritual sense. And so he created us to have a relationship with him. What if all we do is we live by the, live by the rules and even live by the principles and, and we know all the spiritual laws and, and we know, well, that's all, it's all fine and good, but we might be missing the point. You ever thought you might be missing the point in something? You know, it's about relationship. So just to spend time in worshiping God is a very healthy thing. It's a very God. It's something that he desires. He wanted us. He went through uh, to great effort and planned out an amazing redemption through the blood of his own son so that we could be brought back into a relationship with him and worship him some more. Amen. Amen. Let me just show you a couple things. We'll see where the Lord takes us from here. Um, if you're new with this with us at this kind of service. This is our Wednesday night believers meeting. We do these every week, except, you know, first Wednesday of the month, we do a healing service. Uh, but the rest of the Wednesdays, we do what's called a uh, believers meeting. And, uh, and what, what's that for? And that's just designed for believers to go further. All right. Uh, what we do on a Sunday is wonderful. Excellent. But it's not everything. What we do in life groups is wonderful and excellent. And the fellowship and the, the you know, the discussion is wonderful, needed, but it's not everything. See, there's many different moves of God. There's many different ways that he wants to manifest. And so we take time on Wednesday nights and, uh, you know, we, you could call them a Holy Ghost meeting. You could say a number of things about these services, but it's reason you can't, you can't tell from one week to the next, to the, to the next what's going to happen. I mean, something's going to happen it's, and it's usually good. I mean, I can't remember a bad one. <laughs> uh, but they're different. From week to week, we just kind of open, just yielding to the Spirit. And, uh, and, this was, and that was the first thing on my heart tonight. Just worship Him. Not sure we're done with that. Uh, but just worship Him and don't, not, not about getting something, not about asking. I'm not saying He's not going to give something. I'm, not, I'm just saying forget about that for now. You know what I mean? And, and just give Him glory. Just honor Him. Worship Him. It's so wonderful, so good. And, uh, and so praise God for that. Amen. I could just stand here now for a while because it just got better. And, uh, and there's something very real. And I didn't, even, I didn't even finish saying what I was saying. Uh, but these kind of services, if you're new, we just kind of, we're just listening to the Lord. And if we take the whole time of just worshiping God, then, uh, then we're fine with that. And if we do a long teaching, we're fine with that. And, and if we do a lot of prayer for, for one another and laying hands and prophesying, we're good with that. Uh, all these things, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, discerning the spirits, all these things. Good with all of it. All right? Uh, if you are new with this, by the way, this doesn't even, almost doesn't even seem like it fits right now, but I'll say it because we talked about it. <laughs> uh, we have a gift for you afterwards. <laughs> In the lobby, we'd love to give you a gift. Most importantly, though, I want you to hear from heaven. I want, you to, I want you to know that God loves you. I want you to know he wants to move in your life. 
He wants to heal your body and wants to give you answers and direction for your, for your future. Wants to, he wants to wrap his arms around you and squeeze really hard. And so the only thing you can think of is, man, I think, I think God hugged me tonight. Uh, in fact, I think he really, I don't know if I should tell him, I think he really likes me. Because <laughs> the, the truth is, he totally does. He totally does. And he knows you, by the way, and still likes you. <laughs> Isn't that good news? I mean, for all of us. Like, he knows, like, the ins and outs. And, uh, and uh, in fact, I want to show you that, I think, in a second. Uh, and, he, uh, and, and he still likes us. Yeah? <laughs> Glory to God. You know, I can tell, one way you can tell, tell he, he, he's having a good time is when the atmosphere is, is full of uh, joy. Yeah? Church should never be a heavy. I mean, it can, be, it can be reverent, don't get me wrong. Heavy in a good way, like a glorious way. Like, whoa. But never like in a sad way. You know, because in his presence, scripture says it's fullness of joy. So, uh, so I love getting in his presence because I get happy when, 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 when I am. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. L look at, in, in, if you have a Bible, um, over at the book of Mark. Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1. And notice, uh, let's see. Well, just might as well start in verse 1. Beginning of a book, might as well start in the first verse. Mark 1 verse 1. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets. Now, this is from Isaiah here. He's quoting. Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight and then it went on to, after that to talk about um, John the Baptist we call him John the Baptist this was before denominations but I, so I guess he was the first Baptist uh, um, but John who was who came baptizing people he was a fulfillment his calling was identified in scripture in the book of Isaiah and this is very interesting to me how the Lord thinks and how he works because Jesus is coming. Jesus is only six months behind John, meaning his birth. Okay, so Jesus is already on, he's already there. But John's going, John started his ministry and, and God specifically raised him up to do this, to prepare the way for Jesus. I think that's interesting. So, well, Jesus, couldn't he just, you know, like, isn't he good enough to go without the way being prepared? The Lord called someone else to go before him to get things ready. And the, the picture there, the idea is like he's, he's making a road, you know, like in their day, they didn't have all the developed roads that we have. They had some, you know, but like we have. And, and so if, if a person of importance was going to travel somewhere well they would you know like a king or something they would send people ahead to make sure they cleared the path so when his entourage came rolling through 
you know, his chariot came cruising through, uh, they're able to go. And there's a smooth path to make it easy. John was sent ahead of time. So when Jesus came, there was some groundwork already done. Which is very interesting. You think, well, why, why, why would he need that? He's Jesus. Because God is working with people. And, and the preparation that went before wasn't a natural road. What, it, was, it was John came preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John preached to people to get hearts ready so they were at a different level when Jesus came in preaching. It shows how it takes time uh, for a group of people to be changed or altered or moved in the direction that God wants them. Yeah, that was true back then. It's true today. But it's interesting, a whole ministry, John's, was designed not necessarily for what it would be in and of itself or by itself, but it was designed just to set up another ministry. Okay, so knowing that God thinks this way and works this way, I kind of doubt that that's the only time that's ever happened. Maybe on that scale, because the Messiah doesn't come very often. <laughs> but does the Lord also use individuals like us to prepare for someone else? I'm quite convinced that some of the results that we've seen in ministry, meaning like this right now, it is not entirely a result of work that I've done or work that others have. But some of it is a result of work that people have done before I got here. Someone else obeyed God. Someone else prayed. Someone else did what the Lord wanted them to do. And their obedience made a path so I could then be obedient and reap fruit. Reap rewards. And if we recognize this, uh, it, it'll, it'll help us. Because how many know it's very, very important that we all seek the Lord for our own lives. Lord, what, what would you want me to do? And you think, well, my, well, that's not real important. Well, maybe it's a part of a bigger plan than what you can see. Maybe what you do somehow connects to what someone else does, to what someone else does, to what someone else does. And if one person kind of, you know steps out of their place or they don't seek God or they don't do what they need to do. Maybe it's unraveling more than we really realize. Maybe the Lord has to then call someone else and say, hey, I've dealt with this person five times, but they're still goofing around. And so I'm going to need you to step in there. Maybe it's all not explained. You need to step in there so that that, that, that web or that, you know, that thing can, that net could be, um, can be built and handle the harvest or the catch of fish. Mm -hmm. So we never should take lightly anything uh, that the Spirit of God leads us to do. In fact, many things that we do today, they are even preparation for the future of our own lives. What I did yesterday enabled me to do what I do today. What I'm doing today is enabling me to do what I'm supposed to do tomorrow. Well, what if I don't do what I'm supposed to do today? Then I can't do what I'm supposed to do tomorrow because I'm going to work on, be working on today's stuff. Yeah? 
And so sometimes, by the way, sometimes if uh, we think, well, things aren't coming together exactly the way I thought they would at the exact time, exact place. Well, sometimes it's because someone else is not doing what they're supposed to do. And the Lord has to deal with several people to get it done. And so be patient. Amen. See, if we think, if we think everything's all God, then, then we forgot about our own lives. <laughs> well, the Lord will make it happen. Oh, yes, he will, but he'll use people. I believe in God for some finances. I'm trusting him for some bills to be paid, for some needs to be met, for some doors to open up. Good for you. And God's dealing with people. You give and you sow and, and God's dealing with people. That's what I mean they answer right away. Be nice. If it were all from if it were all up to God, how many know we'd get you, you know, get it as fast as an email. Bing, I prayed, bing, there it is. What do they, you know, you can pay people with your phone now. Whatever they call that. You know, giving money. It's like, it'd be quick if it was straight from God. But it's not. It goes through people. And if you've ever delayed in your obedience to God, then you understand. (laughs) If the Lord ever dealt with you to give and you waited a week or a month or a year. Then you understand on the other side of the equation. Or or if if he's ever dealt with you to pray. And you didn't. Or you said, Lord, bless him, bless him, bless him, amen. <laughs> then you understand. So there's different parts to this. But everything I'm doing now is preparing. I know at least preparing for my future, even though it's real. Now I'm practicing by doing the real thing constantly. So everything I do today is preparing. But again, there's part of this that I'm preparing away for things I don't even know. Because if I will obey God, he will use it and someone else will come along behind me and they'll walk in things that are just, they're just ready. They're there. It's like I paved the road. What if John wanted the ministry of Jesus? What if John wanted to have that kind of ministry? Well, that, that would have messed things up. You're not called to do that. John, make a road. Prepare a way. Get things ready. That's what he's being rewarded for today. In heaven. For doing his part. Not for doing Jesus' part. And that's, and that's in one of those other areas we should be, be aware of. Uh, um, I'm never going to be rewarded for doing Doug's call. Never. If I get in, if I involve that, because I try to do what he's supposed to do, I'm not going to be rewarded for that. And he won't be rewarded for doing what, I, what I'm supposed to do. Thank you, Lord. Why did Pine say all that? Good enough? Prepare. Prepare. Amen. Now, now, now look over at Hebrews. Hebrews. You know where Hebrews is? I know you're thinking about coffee jokes when I use that one. Hebrews. Or maybe, is that just me that thinks that way? Do you all think that way? Some of you think that way? Yeah, good. You, yeah. Not Hebrews. Hebrews. Chapter 12. And so the Lord prepares us. The Lord leads us. He's leading us. Say it out loud. He's leading me. 
Say, my obedience obedience prepares the way way for someone else else to obey. obey. My obedience obedience prepares the way way for my future obedience. obedience. Yeah, they're all connected, so let's keep walking the path. Amen, amen. And in in, uh, in Hebrews 12, uh, the whole chapter is good here, but read verse 7. Mm, no, no, read verse 5. Verse 5. And, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. Okay, now when you ever read sons, ladies, that's you too. Understand how the Bible was written. It's not oftentimes not in gender. It's just talking about, you know, men oftentimes refers to a species instead of a gender. Right? Yeah, sorry, you have to say that nowadays. Uh, as sons, my son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens. And scourges every son whom he receives. That doesn't sound very nice, does it? But it is. But it is. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, chastening means training. It means child training like you would train a child. Okay. It doesn't mean the Lord gives you cancer. The Lord, the Lord puts you in poverty. No, that's not what that means. No. no, but it does use some, some, some language there, rebuked, chastened, scourged. I don't like that word, but it's all spiritual, by the way. All this is talking about, he, he spiritually trained us. He's not talking about him literally taking a whip to your back. You know, we understand that. I think we should understand that, but sometimes we need to go back and just get our thinking right. This is a spiritual relationship. Problems that you have physically are not from God, ever. That's not, well, the Lord's just teaching me something. No, that wasn't the Lord that was teaching you. All right, verse 7. For if you endure chastening, or this, this child training, God deals with you as sons For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? And and, and so we know, I want you to notice this language. What son is there? um, Let's see. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. God, God does what? He deals with us. Have you ever been able to identify a time when God dealt with you? And it's almost like, it's like the best way to say it is the Lord's been dealing with me or the Lord dealt with me about something. Who does he do that for? Son, in other words, his kids, those he loves. Not dealing with people that aren't his kids, dealing with those who are his kids. And so this is a good thing. This is a positive. This is something that you and I should want. I want God to deal with me. Now, I know there's a, there's a teaching out there that I, I have a real big problem with, uh, but it's going around these days, and it goes like this, basically, that the Lord will never talk to you about anything except your righteousness. There's a teaching out there that says the Lord only, the only thing, the only thing, he will never talk to you about anything he wants you to do or change 
or alter, he'll only say, you're righteous. You're righteous. Because, and what that's done is taking an in Christ message and taking it too far. Okay? In other words, it's a, it's, you know, the whole teaching on not being sin conscious, which I teach myself. Not sin conscious, but righteousness conscious. Righteous conscious. And, and, and that's who we are in Christ. But to say that the Lord doesn't deal with us in accordance with our present tense behavior or beliefs is not only wrong, it's, not, it's something we don't want. We want the Lord. Now, He's gracious. He's not going to hit us all at once. But He's gracious to us in that He will deal with us as children that He loves. And so, uh, it's for our improvement. It's for our, our, our benefit that He would deal with us. Hmm? But like I would deal with and have my own children, they're going the wrong direction or doing something uh, that's not right. I love them. So I say, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> no, we are not doing that. <laughs> and you are not doing that. And that is not the way we're going to handle this. You know what I'm saying? You do it in love, but you do it for their benefit. Likewise, the Lord deals with us. And, and one reason, one good reason why we can and do worship God is we're elevating Him to a place that is above anything else. And when He holds that place in our lives, He can deal with us. And yes, some of it's just going to be Him telling us that He loves us and embraces us and, and all these wonderful things. And sometimes it's going to be the Father chastening us. I want to be in His presence so I can hear when I need to be dealt with. The Lord will deal with us to sometimes give up certain things. Maybe for a season, maybe forever. Has the Lord ever dealt with you to get rid of something? Did you get rid of it? <laughs> he will. If you're wondering, was that the Lord? Yes. He'll deal with. Sometimes he'll deal with things. Uh, you know, he'll deal with people to give up uh, um, too much television or something simple like that. You're watching it too much, too much, too often. You don't have that much time. He'll deal with you. Turn that off. Or he'll deal with you to. Uh, get to services like this. Yeah? Will he deal with people? He will. Why? Because the answer is there. Because, I mean, it could be for a number of reasons. Uh, sometimes it's for something immediately happening in that service. And sometimes it's just, you need to spend more time focused in my presence. And if he deals with you to do that, maybe that's why some of you are here tonight. I don't know. He dealt with it. You just knew. It's like, huh? it's like, he, it's like he deals with people to get saved. I mean, no, if you remember, if you're, if you're saved recently, you know, man, I just knew, man, I need to get right with God. Man, I need to do this. I need to make Jesus my Lord and my Savior. And you followed that and, oh, heaven opened up to you. Amen. Well, he's not done. I mean, salvation's a one and done once and for all. But how many know our relationship with God is to be that very thing, a relationship with him. In a relationship, we talk. We converse. There is interaction. And in the relationship, he deals with us. My, my, one of my jobs, one of my goals is to stay in a place where I, where I can hear that. 
What if the Lord deals with me to do something and, you know, he says, deal, deal, deal. And I'm looking somewhere else. In other words, I'm not really listening. I'm not paying attention. I'm not, I'm not spending time. Lord, I worship you. I worship you. I glorify you. I honor you. I'm not really trying to get him to deal with me because I don't necessarily want him to, you know, per se at the moment. It's not necessarily fun. But I'm just staying in the relationship. I'm staying, I'm staying sensitive to him. I love you, Lord. I worship you. I call on your name. I bless you today. Every day of my life. You're with me. I'm with you. Thank you, Father. I worship you. Just quiet. Just consistent. I'm listening. I'm just honor, honoring him. Honoring him. If I do that on a regular basis, I'm in a position where he can deal with me. And sometimes him dealing with us saves our lives. Sometimes him dealing with us saves us from uh, being um, in the wrong place and missing out on tremendous opportunities. I've shared this before. Maybe it seems like recently. I forget one of the messages I was I was, well, it was on Christmas. That's when the time it was. Talking about the shepherds being in the field. And, you know, good thing they were in the field that night. Watching over their flock by night because the angel showed up and had a message. And so I raised the question, what if they weren't taking care of their flock that night? And the angel shows up, da-da-da! There's no one there but the animals. See, I don't want to be there when the angel shows up. And I want to be in the right place listening to the Lord. So, so, so I've just got to, have, I've got to keep that relationship going constant. I'm constantly awake to him, alive to him, listening to him, paying attention. If I'll do that, when the angel shows up, I'm there. So, Pastor, are you saying that sometimes people miss appointments with God? Totally, I, I believe that. I totally, I do. I don't necessarily know if the Lord will make it up and reschedule. I mean, that's between you and him. I don't know. But I just know if, if he's, if I'm not spending time with him, I'm, I, you know, I don't just mean once a week, twice a week, that kind of thing, but my life is with him, then I could never know if he's scheduling things for me. If he's setting up divine assignments and appointments and meetings with him where he wants to say something and reveal things to me. I think so, so often about times we've had services like this and sometimes... You know, we'll pray for people or sometimes prophesy or different things happen. And I, I sometimes think back and I think, man, I'm sure, sure got glad that person was ministered to. They were set free and given help. And I think, what if they didn't show up for church that night? No, I don't always know the answer. Of, I don't know what I don't know. But I sure think, well, sure glad they came. What if they didn't? Because the Lord doesn't make us, you know. But if we stay in his presence, we don't miss it. Amen. And the Lord wants to deal with us. And it's not always correction by any means. I mean, I think those are kind of few and far between. And the more you grow, the less you need. Right? Most of the time, it's just wonderful. It's just glorious. Just focus on him, worship him. The presence of God comes and manifests. But we are to be, you know carriers of his glory Amen. we are to be carriers of God's presence we take it with us wherever we go 
But how do you, how, how, how does that work if someone's not regularly in, in his presence, spending time with him? It doesn't really work that way. Amen? Amen. How's the Lord dealt with you guys about that? Anything in particular? Come give me an illustration, one of you. It's funny, I was just I was just literally thinking about the situations and I would have said, so um, it's interesting because the character of God is so good. And so even in his correction, he's just so loving. Yeah. Um, I remember back right after I first came back to the Lord, I was twenty one. And uh, you know, I, my life was not in a good place. I was a, a party animal doing a bunch of stuff I shouldn't be doing. And I remember I was driving to a party. And at this time, I had come back to the Lord probably two or three weeks prior. And at the time that I came back to God, like my life changed in an instant. And I had an ama amazing relationship with God where I was in His presence often. He was talking to me. I was talking to Him. And uh, and I was, just, I was literally talking to God on the way to this party. And... and you know, to mess with you religious people, previous to this, I had been completely drunk and had been communicating with God and just talking with him, and he didn't say one word about it. But this particular night, which is about two weeks later, he, he, says, he says to me, hey, why, why are you getting drunk? And inside, I, I just began to evaluate the reason on why I was doing this. And... Um, it wasn't like a condemnation, hey, why are you doing this? It was just like, a, hey, have you stopped to consider this? Mm -hmm. And I just all of a sudden realized, man, this is dumb. Like, <laughs> I, make, <laughs> I make really bad decisions when I'm drunk, and I do things that I regret later. I wake up the next day in pain, and it just all of a sudden became the dumbest thing in the world to go, and, and literally from that point on, I had no desire to do it anymore. And I would, I, then I was the guy that was always going, and I, I, at the time I just had friends that were party animals. I didn't have any Christian friends at this time. And uh, I was the guy that would drive everyone to parties at home because I was the DD because I didn't drink anymore. And they were like, why, why, why aren't you drinking? Well, it just seems really dumb now. <laughs> that was my answer. And, and that's how God just corrected me. He just, he just, he just changed my heart because I was in communication with him. And I wanted to do what he wanted me to do because he was awesome and I knew how gracious he was towards me because I know I didn't deserve to be treated that way. Wow. So. Praise God. It's good. Yeah. So what's the, what's the word there? Even if you're goofing off, keep talking to God. <laughs> It's not like he doesn't know what's going on. I've had others tell me that some similar things. Good, uh, close friends when they were in the in the world, but had been saved at one point, but were totally away from God, and would go to do things similar in parties and sitting, you know, in a stupor somewhere, telling the Lord, "I'm not always going to do this." Still communicating. It's like he didn't leave them. 
Did he like what they're doing? No, but he's gracious and leading people out. I'm so thankful our father, even in his dealing with us, he's not mean. He's gracious. Still deal with you. I don't, I don't mean it's not serious, but oh, he's a good God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Did you have one too? Because you said first. There's no first if there's not a second. Because <laughs> then it would be an only. Yeah. Uh, mine was uh, while I was still a police officer. I was my my wife can attest to this, and so can my kids. Uh, my first day off, I would just veg out. I mean, just literally sit on the recliner and just zone out at the TV. And, and Jen would get home and she'd be like, hey, what'd you do today? Watch TV, what'd you watch? I don't know. I just didn't know. I had no clue what I was on the, on the screen. And uh, as I started having a relationship with, with the Lord and, and spending some time with him in prayer, uh, he was like, man, I want some more time with you. I was like, how much more time do you want? Um, you know, and uh, and this this was this was a good five years ago, probably. Yeah, and uh, all of a sudden he's like, he's dealing with my wife, and she says, "Hey, I think we should get rid of satellite." And I was like, "Get behind me, Satan!" Uh, and uh, being real, Sports Center was a real thing, and uh, and so you know, I was like, "Oh Lord Jesus, help me!" and uh, couple weeks go by and, and I'm watching the show on, I don't even know what, TVN, something like that. Uh, it was a sitcom and like two minutes into it, all of a sudden I was like, oh no, I got to turn this off. Like I really can't watch this. I'm like, but it's not bad. Too bad. And Jen goes, what are you watching this for? Do you think this would like glorify God? And I'm like, hey. If that's your conviction, keep it on that side of the bed. Let me deal with my conviction. And so what she didn't know was that I was struggling arguing with God the whole time. And uh, it was probably five minutes of arguing with him. I couldn't even tell you what the show was about for five minutes because I was arguing with God. And, and he won. And, uh, and so I turned off the show and, and threw a tantrum. And then uh, I just said, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop watching TV. Instead of watching TV, I'm going to read. Instead of watching TV, I'm going to pray. And so I did that, and then it was my day off, and I fixed a sandwich, and I sat down at the table, and I was getting ready to turn the TV on. And I got convicted, and was like, don't turn that on. And I was like, it's just turn the sandwich. <laughs> I just want to eat my sandwich. And there was like a knowing, as soon as I said the excuse, there was a knowing as if he knows me. And, uh, and he said, you will waste the next three hours of your life if you turn that TV on. Wow. And, uh, and I said, okay, you win. And so uh, we got rid of satellite. I was like, babe, I think we should do this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for a wise wife. Such wisdom. <laughs> Such wisdom. how, you know, just listening to different stories, it's not like a bummer story when the Lord deals with people to change things. I mean, even though at the time it might be like, oh, you know, in your case, I want to watch this and so forth, but you're happy about it. 
not looking back saying, ah, well, now my life's sad. <laughs> the Lord deals with us to take us higher. And, and some things he's not dealing with everyone at the same time about. So it's not about one person putting their convictions on someone else and saying, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. Watch out about going around telling people what they ought to do and what ought not to do. Just have your own relationship with God and follow Amen. him. Amen. I can remember, and, and, and turn over to John 4 while, while I'm talking. Uh, but back in, in, in my life when I was uh, just out of high school, in college, going to Boise State here, and I was 17 years old. I was young in my class, so I'm in college. You know, first time out. You know, people are all going to these um, places. Um, basically bars and things like that in college. And, uh, you know, I couldn't even get in because you had to be 19 back then to get in those places. Yeah, I'm older than you. <laughs> uh, and uh, and uh, so I'd borrow someone else's driver's license to get in. <laughs> You're all shocked like that. Did I, did I just lose my place in everyone's life? And, uh, but here's what, I, here, here's what I'm doing, you know, just kind of goofing around, flirting around on the edges of the, of the world and doing some things I shouldn't do and then going to church. And this is right around the same time I'm getting in church. I've told some of you these stories be, before, but maybe not with that context. I get in church and I still wanted to lift my hands and praise God. I wasn't used to that. And, uh, and other people, some other people did, other people didn't. Most people I knew, no, they didn't. And I'd start singing and I'd go like this. And I'd just get lit up on the inside. Glory to God. Just <laughs> felt so good. Seriously, I mean, you might think, that's silly. Amen. And it turned me into a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd start worshiping God. And then I'd go home. And we had a beanbag chair in our apartment. I can tell you where it is, but uh, I'd go kneel on the beanbag chair and lift my hands, say, oh, Lord, I worship you. I worship you. See, there, there's a thing that happens, though, when you spend time in God's presence and you're on the, you know, mixing around and goofing around with things of the world. They don't, they can't both exist for very long together. You start talking to the Lord on the way to the party. Mm, he's going to mess up your party. <laughs> and you're going to thank him later that he did. And you're going to see things in a new light and the futility of worldly living is going to be made blatant to you. It's just clear, like, what am I doing? And I tell you, I was in that same situation. All of a sudden I knew I'm going, you know, I'm worshiping the Lord and loving that. And it's like, I can't do that. I'm not going that place anymore. I'm not hanging around these certain people anymore. You know, and I remember one guy coming to me that I knew and he said, hey man, let's go out, let's go out and drink. I said, no, I don't do that anymore. I only did it for this long. <laughs> said, I said, I quit. <laughs> you quit at like 17, yeah. Started at 17 and a half, quit at 17 and three quarters. 
But seriously, I, don't, I mean, that's, that's, that's the time when I found out that I was called of God. I didn't know the details. But that's the time when great things started being revealed to me. You know how it was revealed to me? When I go like this? I start worshiping the Lord. I said at the beginning, let's just worship the Lord and not try to get anything. I totally mean that. And that's totally our, our, our objective. But I also know this. You worship the Lord long enough, he responds. And lifts and elevates. It's totally in our best interest. If you want to think about yourself and, you know, I think about me. What's one of the best things I can do in life? Thank you, Lord. I worship you. Amen. And maybe just do that for a half hour. Or whatever. It's so good. And in the middle of it, if there's something out of whack, he loves us, so he's saving us from pain and problems and going down the wrong road. So if you're never just doing that, taking time for a while until you're focused, just do a trial. See what happens. Just love on him. Period. So what do I need to say? Nothing. If you can't think of anything else to say, say, I worship you. Praise you. Anything like that. Simple. Just mean it from your heart. Sincerely. In, in John 4, Jesus said, Glory to God. Hallelujah. In John 4 and 23, Jesus said, But the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and Truth, For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Real quick, real spirit. We know when you're born again, you're right with God. We're not, worship him, we're not worshiping him with our body or mind. Although they can be a part of the equation, we worship him in spirit. It's a spiritual relationship. The Holy Ghost in your spirit energizes you, worship him in spirit. But then I want you to focus on truth. Truth. He sees it all anyway. He knows who you are. And when we come, come before him, even if we have some goofed up things going on in our lives, but we're still genuine, we're still saying, Lord, I, 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 want, I want you in my life. I want you more than I want these other things I'm doing. I want you more than I want this sin, more than I want than I want this desire, I want you more than I want, whatever. If it's true, tell him. If it's not true, say, Lord, I want to want this more than I want, I want to want you more than I want this. What am I saying? Be honest, be truthful. That's worship to him. We can, we can play games with other people all day long. You know, put use the right lingo and the right emotions and you know, and I'm not saying wear all your problems on your shirt sleeve. <laughs> you know, but we're real people. We come to church because we want God and, you know, we want him to move in our, whatever. We have good desires, but we also know we have other things, problems and issues. And I don't mean you have to tell everyone, maybe, you know, sometimes you tell the right people, and not other people, but always be completely open and honest with him. And he'll accept your worship from that position of truth. To totally accept it and embrace you. Say, Lord, I'm worshiping you not because I'm a perfect worshiper. 
I'm worshiping you not because I, I have a perfect life. I'm worshiping, worshiping you because you're worthy and I want to. Hallelujah. I choose to. I choose to worship you. I choose to give you the glory you deserve. Amen. He'll accept that. And in that place of his presence, we're opening him to deal with us. Yeah. And we end up better. Well, there's that, I've mentioned that verse to you uh, in passing. Hebrews chapter 4. Remember earlier I said, oh, maybe I'll sit, share that with you later. Now's that time. Hebrews chapter 4. Ooh, I sense the presence of the Lord. Mm, thank you, Lord. Didn't even ask for it, but here you are. Verse 12, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And, and, there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. That's powerful. Now, everything's not open to everyone. <coughs> everything's open to him. Everything's open to him. And he still loves us. And he still wants us close. And he still wants to wrap his arms around us. And he still wants to talk to us. And he still wants to heal us. And he still wants to deal with us. And he still wants to, to minister to us. And help us and lift our lives. It's all open. So what's, what's the point? Since it's already open to him, nothing is hidden from him at all. We might as well be open with him. And real and honest and genuine. And worship him in truth truth. Nothing's held in the dark. Amen. Amen. Sometimes if you're, you know, if you feel like you're worshiping him with the wrong motive, say, Lord, I feel like I'm doing this with the wrong motive right now, but <laughs> well, might as well tell him But I want to do it with the right motive. I want to do this just because you're worthy. Help me, give me grace to focus on you. You ever been so focused? That it stood out from other times. I can identify times when I've worshipped the Lord and got lost in Him. And I forgot about everything else. And it's wonderful. I long to be in that place continually. I just see Him. I just know Him and I worship Him. So I, I pray sometimes, Lord, give me grace to stay in that place. Give me grace to focus and worship you from a heart of sincerity and truth. Grace is His enablement for me to stay there. Amen. Father, thank you for working in us tonight. Thank you. You deal with all of us. You've dealt with all, every single one of us at different times, different places in life. Sometimes it was to change something. Sometimes it was to just continue on. Thank you for dealing with us as your children. That you love us enough to deal with us. We put ourselves in position tonight to be dealt with 
to be loved by you, to receive direction or correction. But most of all, Father, we purpose in our hearts, in our minds, to worship you in spirit and truth. We purpose today to worship you, to give you the glory that you deserve. We're not asking for anything right now. We know you have plenty to give, but we just want to worship you, to serve you. We love you, Lord. With all our hearts, we do. We bow our knee. We submit our lives in worship to you. We love your presence. We love how you make us feel. We love how you work and talk to us, how you are so real. Lord, we love your truth. We love your grace. We love your peace that overwhelms. We love what you do to our hearts, what you do to our lives. You're the one we worship. You're the one we adore. You're the one that we live for. We worship and praise you. We worship and praise you. We glorify you. We honor you and worship you tonight. Oh, Shamalini Capratas. Oh, Kendall Imani Kadesh, the Brahmin Hey, Shabti Malsti Paz, Desh to Kindness. And so set aside time, set aside time to enter in, set aside time to draw near, to come close. You'll find in that place, there are many riches. There are many things that I would reveal to you, that I would show to you. But you must take the time. You must find, you must seek, you must enter in. And then, and only then, will you see all that I have promised to give you. All that I have set aside for your life, for this time, in this hour. Hallelujah. We do set aside. We do seek you. We do call on you. We do draw near. Thank you, Father. Do draw near to that place. It's a place of light, a place of revelation. Oh, all the glory and all the praise be to you. Be to you, most faithful God, Holy One, Lord of all. We worship you.
Praise God. Amen, amen. The Lord is good. We are in a a kingdom, meaning the kingdom of God. The scripture says it cannot be shaken. We live in a world that is being shaken. It's good to be have something solid. When you're locked into him, you'll be strong and live long, not cave. Amen. But if we were to have a have a a, a message to the crowd like this, it's for everyone to hear. And then and then afterward I said, Hey, hey Ryan, uh, could you meet me right back over here in this room? There's something I want to talk to you about. Then we would have a private conversation that, that wouldn't be for everyone else to hear. It would just be between us. And there's, there's times like this in your relationship with God. He'll give us a message. And there's times He'll give you a message. It can happen because it's spiritual. It can happen when there are the others around. It doesn't have to be in a room by yourself. You know what I mean? But as we seek Him personally, He will most certainly call you aside and say, and this is what I have to say to you. It's personal. The Lord doesn't just have a message for us. He has a message for me. He has a message for you. And He knows you inside and out. Nothing is hidden from Him. And so He's got a word. He's got an answer. He's got a promise. He's got something he wants to do. And it's tailor-made just for you. Praise God. It's amazing how he can do that with every single one of us. But I tell you, it is totally available. I'm not saying everyone hears it. Some people just hear the general messages that are given as a general word. They're healthy. They're good. But some take time. They set aside. They focus. They go off to that side room with the Lord. He gives them personal things, personal direction, wisdom for their life. I encourage you to go there a whole bunch. You can go there anytime you want. You can go there when we're all together. And you can go there when you're by yourself. But go there at least once a day. Amen. Go there and let him talk to you. Let God deal with you. And things will be well. Praise God. Well... God is good. Glad I came to church tonight. I think I might come back again. As long as someone invites me. Uh, praise God. Well, let's finish there tonight. We'll go ahead and receive tonight's tithes and offerings. And so if you're going to, if you're giving in the offering tonight, then uh, have your, your tithes and offerings ready. Get them ready. God wants to bless you financially this year and every year. So put it first. Put it first in your in your in your life. Put it first in your finances. Put it first in all you do. And it'll come back to you again and again and again. Amen. Amen. Father, we love you today. We bring our tithes and offerings to you now. Thank you for the abundance of your provision in every life. You're the God of more than enough. We trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you. As you give tonight, I want to, re want to remind everyone just as we're finishing up here today.
that uh, on, on Sunday we'll be having Life Group Expo. And so uh, we'll be, have opportunity for everyone to find out about and sign up for if you want to join a new group or get a different group or whatever, the same group. Uh, be able to do that on Sunday in the lobby. So it's going to be a, a great day getting ready for uh, making connections um, in the body. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. And uh, there's a special men's breakfast on Saturday. At what time? 8.30. 8.30. Guys, if you're a man. Guys, if you're a man. Whatever that means. Uh, Dudes, breakfast on Saturday. Here, come. It'll be great. Oh, that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah. Well, they're all good. All these are important. Uh, next Wednesday, special. Whoop, whoop. Most of you don't even know about this, I don't think. Maybe you do. Next Wednesday, uh, we have Jim Hockaday in the house. All right. He is flying in and going to be... So uh, doing the whole service next Wednesday, it's going to be a powerful, fun, exciting, it'll be a miracle meeting, all kinds of good things happen, and that, you know, he's a preacher, and I really like that he believes in the demonstration of the power of God, which is what we do, you know, and I like that, because he's going to just flow right in that, bring a powerful word. He has, uh, some of you don't know this, he's my brother-in-law, but nevertheless, even though he's married to my sister, he has stirred me up many times to be bold in, in making a demand on the power of God for miracles and healings and just letting it be normal. Uh, he's just got some real light and revelation. So uh, I know you guys will be there. Uh, invite a friend. Let's fill up the wings. All right. Make it a packed house for our guests um, so we can have just a blowout, blowout night. Cool. Bless you all. We'll see you next time.